I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it'll get you, though? For just $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values. Go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash clay. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. Third hour of the program. Props to our caller. Uh, it is true. They were so crazy, Buck, that they did tear down a Frederick Douglass statue in, was it New York? New York State, I believe, is where this was taking place. Um, and it's wild to think that this has ever ended up happening. Uh, but this is absolutely bonkers. And it speaks to, uh, you know, the reality of Trump being right about ultimately all of history is under attack here. And here's the story. A statue of Frederick Douglass installed in 2018 to commemorate the 200th anniversary of the abolitionist's birth, was ripped from its pedestal in Rochester, New York, on Sunday. This is uh, in July of 2020, uh, the 168th anniversary of one of Frederick Douglass's most famous speeches. Um, and I don't know that they ever ended up catching the person who was responsible. It was in Rochester, New York, by the way, because Frederick Douglass lived there for decades, there are 13 monuments to him throughout the city, uh, and the entire statue was, uh, was ripped apart. Um, and so, uh, look, this is just, it, 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 I think I would like to think, Buck, that we have come through most of the craziness of this teardown statue universe that was going on in 2020 and in the lead up as part of, uh, Charlottesville and everything else. But I want to play this because, Trump gets criticized for a lot, but he also nails intuitively much of, I think, the national consciousness and not only where we are in the present. This was him in Charlottesville. Recall, Buck, that this is the moment when Joe Biden falsely claimed that he decided he had to run for president in 2020 
because he bought into the very fine people lie. But here was Trump saying it's not going to end with Confederate soldiers. This is going to continue. Listen. So this week it's Robert E. Lee. I noticed that Stonewall Jackson's coming down. I wonder, is it George Washington next week? And is it Thomas Jefferson the week after? You know, you really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Was George Washington a slave owner? Are we going to take down statues to George Washington? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now, are we going to take down his statue? Trump's 100% right about all this, Buck. And the answer to some of that is already, in some places, yes. The New York City Council, which we mentioned yesterday, had this uh, committee on uh, cultural affairs or something. Uh, they've already removed a bust of Thomas Jefferson from uh, from the city council. Yeah, so they, they've already done that. I mean, this is something that has already occurred and I think is going to continue to occur. I think there's going to continue to be a push for uh, even more of this. As a New York City guy born and raised, Buck, I mean, even I remember this iconic statue. They also took down the Theodore Roosevelt statue. Uh, outside of, uh, the, the Museum of Modern History or something like that, right? Of, uh, the Roosevelt statue is now gone of him on a horseback. Oh, you mean outside of it? Yeah, the Museum of Natural History. Yeah, they they took that down as well because of the, that was because of the specific depiction of him on the horse and, uh, you know, the two individuals who were next to him. But that was one of the most famous statues in New York. Yeah. And, and they, they got rid of it. Where is that statue now, by the way? Where do they, where did they take it? You know, they moved. I mean, they didn't destroy it. Is my they didn't like melt it down, but they moved it somewhere else. I'll, we, a team will check on that. I'm not sure exactly where they moved it. There was some effort to uh, come forward and and protest on behalf of keeping that statue, but it ended up not happening. Yeah. By the way, credit um, uh, to uh, to our listeners for for reinforcing that Frederick Douglass story. I also wanted to mention from a news perspective. The Fed did not raise rates. Not uh, that was kind of expected, but they just finished their meeting. And Buck, one of the big stories as we get closer and closer, we're fourteen less than fourteen months out from the election, is going to be how does the Fed deal with these twenty-plus year high record uh, mortgage rates, and what is the economy going to look like? And one of the difficult decisions I think they're going to have is. Do they do one more rate increase? Do they start to bring down interest rates as we get closer to Election Day so Biden can say, hey, we beat inflate? Like, this is going to be a major storyline in uh, in terms of how things go from here. I Oh, absolutely. I mean, on, on the economic front, I think there's a lot of concern among Democrats that it's one thing to have Joe Biden as the brand and the guy when – you have an economy, yeah, I know, it's not good now, but it's not so bad that they can't lie about it. There is the, you know, effectively, there is the possibility that things might cross that threshold where it just becomes impossible. You know, the lies that, that they tell in politics have to have some level of believability, credibility, right? It can't just be absolutely absurd. So a, a big economic turn, I think, could be a major problem. Um Speaking of economic turns, can we? Do you want to do the uh, discussion? Because I mentioned this in the last hour, and then we got stuck on the on the statues and stuff of the grocery stores. I said it was a tale of two cities: New York, what they're doing with the statues, and then in Chicago, what they're thinking about doing. Or we could hold this one, but I, I no, think no, this no, is no. Let's let, let's not let's dive into it. I mean, because this is there used to be Democrats who understood basic business, 
And there used to be legitimate capitalists in the Democrat Party. When I saw this story that you sent to me, I, I, I could, it, it sounds like something that would happen in Cuba, uh, which is where they have like these state sponsored, uh, grocery stores. But for people out there who don't know, fill them in on what the newest plan in Chicago is, according to their brilliant mayor, Brandon Johnson. So Mayor Johnson, uh, who unfortunately for the people of Chicago is uh, probably more anti-police and anti-law and order than his predecessor, who was terrible on those issues. Um, but, but Brandon Johnson uh, has decided that he wants to explore a partnership where the city of Chicago would, uh, operate grocery stores in what they call food deserts. Now, if you're not familiar, the food desert concept, and uh, I've done some reading on this over the years, the food desert concept is that in low income neighborhoods, there's not enough access to fresh produce. So, you know, uh, you know, meat, chicken, eggs, milk, et cetera, right? So people end up buying in those low-income neighborhoods soda, chips, and stuff that is not, not good for you. Um, Brandon Johnson wants to set up these city grocery stores. Now, first off, they say the city grocery stores or the grocery stores that have moved out of some areas of Chicago, Whole Foods, Walmart, which isn't a grocery store per se, but has a grocery, you know, substantial grocery section, um, that they've moved some of those out of neighborhoods. They say it's because they weren't profitable. Well, step one, Clay, would be why are those massive brands not po- not profitable in low-income neighborhoods? Uh, could it be that there's a massive amount of theft going on yes. that is unpunished? That is the answer, yes. And th- yes, that is the answer. It was interesting. All these like random people weighing in with, yeah, it's because they're stealing from the stores. Like th- there's a lot of theft going on. Why are they shutting down the Whole Foods in San Francisco? Why are they shutting down? You know, go to the list. It's because people steal things with no consequences. So that's step one of this. And then, then the other part of this is this belief that if you have city run, think about that. I mean, it does feel very Soviet, right? City run grocery stores and maybe even subsidize them and subsidize certain food that, that, that would be considered healthier, that you would change choices that would be made, that's completely false. They've done, under the Obama administration, they tried this. They subsidized uh, farmers markets, and they subsidized fresh produce at grocery stores in low-income neighborhoods, and they were not able to change the uh, food that was purchased, the choices being made at all, Clay, at all. Yeah. People didn't care. People want to, if people want to buy chips and soda, they want to buy chips and soda. They don't want to buy, you know, you know, uh, lean red meat and, uh, Brussels sprouts. almond milk. Yeah. Brussels, Brussels sprouts, sprouts like, and celery. Um, yeah. the, the, the challenge here in general, and, and this is where, again, the people who claim to care about the people in these neighborhoods don't actually care about the people in the neighborhoods. Because if you truly did, you would understand that all of these businesses being forced to shut down is destructive to the overall business because it takes away the jobs, right? If you want to work near your home, as many people do, uh, when a Kroger has to shut down or when a Whole Foods has to shut down or when a friggin' Nordstrom has to shut down, as has happened all over big cities right now in America, then you are taking away people's ability to get jobs. 
And you're also taking away people's abilities to efficiently go and be able to purchase products without having to get on a bus or without having to uh, somehow procure transportation or walk massive distances. And this is this is people. The number one story I would argue for you, Buck, that doesn't get covered is rich people making decisions for poor people that make the rich people feel better and make the poor people's lives worse. This is basically Democrat policy writ large. Oh, we're going to defund the police. Well, now people in the inner city neighborhoods are not safe, but you and your gated mansion get to feel safe because they're not defunding the police in your neighborhood. Oh, we can't arrest people for stealing from uh, these people are impoverished, like the AOC argument. They're just stealing to try to be able to live. No, oftentimes it's organized theft, and ultimately the profit margins of all of these retail establishments are tiny, and you end up having all these places shut down. Life gets progressively worse. Oh, we can't let people choose what school they go to. Good heavens. Meanwhile, you're paying for private school because you're rich enough to be able to pick where your kids go to school or you can afford to live in a better neighborhood. Everything rich white people, and it's often rich white people, who are woke do makes poor minorities largely their lives be- worse. Well, this is, and we this don't is talk because the one thing, if you are uh, rich and influential and powerful in our society, uh, the, the one thing that is so alluring and and unfortunately drives so much of, of the politics of those in those positions is to feel virtuous. Yes. Is to is it's the vanity of I'm such a good person. I believe the things I do, not because of what the effects will be in terms of policy. I believe the things I do because I'm such a good person. That's why I'm going to the climate march. You know, I mean, I I've seen. Some of these things, oh, we, we got Zelensky. I'm going to do the Zelensky thing. We come back here. Zelensky giving us a climate lecture at the, at the UN. It's pretty, pretty amazing. I, uh, I mean, well, he has to justify in some way the billions of dollars that the Biden like, administration uh, He's like, you have to give me, uh, more billions and also you're not doing enough with the climate change. And they also said, and I appreciate Buck wearing the same shirt as me. I'm glad that we're compatriots. Wow. <laughs> like that. It's like that today. Uh, pure talk. Oh, one cell phone I know of that's increased the value of their monthly cell phone plans without increasing the monthly cost. They increase the data in each of the monthly plans by more than 50%. So pure talk customers could access more data without paying more. That applies to both new and existing pure talk customers. The plan comes with a mobile hotspot too. And that's new as well. Just 20 bucks a month. Unlimited talk text. Now 50% more 5G data plus a mobile hotspot. Just $20 a month. This is why we love Pure Talk, a veteran-owned company, company with a great customer service team, all based here in the U.S. Most families saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, to make the switch to Pure Talk. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, to make the switch to Pure Talk today. From the front lines of truth, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits, and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. 
Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less. Every time you play, you pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four picks. More player action on Prize Picks now than ever, and it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize Picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free Prize Picks app and open your account. Use my name Clay for a first deposit match up to $100. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code CLAY, that's C-L-A-Y, to get set up and get a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back, everybody. 800-282-2882 on the phone lines. And uh, we had mentioned this before. You know, the United Nations uh, had its, what is it, the security, or the you know, UN General Assembly happened this week, and uh, it's in New York City. I always just remember this because it was among the most annoying weeks of the year because getting around is effectively impossible if you're anywhere in Manhattan, uh, at least in, anywhere near Midtown. They have to shut down all these roads. And, you know, oh, gosh, we, you know, the minister of some country no one cares about is here. No one's allowed to walk down the street anymore. The whole thing is, is absurd. Um, but Zelensky was speaking at the United Nations and when he's not saying that taxpayers should give him, U.S. taxpayers should give him billions more. You know, I think I said in February of 2021, this, this was going to cost us when all said and done a trillion dollars, which, uh, which sounded maybe crazy at the time, but you know, it's going to be 200 billion here pretty fast and uh, no sign of this thing slowing down. So this is going to be a massive, massive expense at a time when we're already 32, $33 trillion in debt. Here's what Zelensky said though about climate change. Even though humanity is failing on its climate policy objectives, this means that extreme weather will still impact the normal global life and some evil state will also weaponize its outcomes. And when people in Morocco and Libya 
and other countries die as a result of natural disasters. And when islands and countries disappear underwater, and when tornadoes and deserts are spreading into new territories, and when all of this is happening, one unnatural disaster in Moscow decided to launch a big war and kill tens of thousands of people. Okay, well, I, I just, the, the climate change part of this, you cannot trust anybody who preaches climate change catastrophism. It's a rule. It's, it's a, it's a hard and fast rule. Anyone who says humanity's not doing enough about climate change is not someone that I want to hear from really on, on anything else. Wouldn't you think, Buck, that if your country was being invaded, this reminds me of, uh, remember when the hurricane was about to hit and the Biden administration said, make sure you get your COVID shots. Oh yeah. Yeah. It is it, it, it and and people were like, well, I mean, the hurricane's gonna hit, and that seems like really not ideal. And they said, yeah, but you need to make get your COVID shot because you you know you might be in crowded places or whatever else. And people were like, I think I'll focus on trying to make sure that we make it through the hurricane. Okay, I would think that of all the countries right now that could not be worried about climate change, Ukraine would probably be number one because Russia's invading and. You know, I don't think very many people are worried about a hundred years from now how high the oceans are going to be while you're dealing with trench warfare and every moment is sort of this uh, on tenterhooks edge of whether you're going to be advanced or the other side's going to advance. And by the way, the data all reflects here, and nobody's talking about it because we don't have a uh, a media or frankly a public that can really stay that focused on it for very long. We basically just have created a new uh, marginal line, right? This uh, insanely sophisticated trench warfare where it seems like neither side's really going to be able to advance one way or the other for a very long time now. And so no one has told me, and I'm sure you haven't heard either, Buck, how does this end? Because it feels like to me we could be sitting here a decade from now still with both troops, uh, you know, manning the lines and nothing really happening, much like, I mean, we never really have resolved anything in Korea, right? We just kind of have a, 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 a basic, uh, you don't hear stalemate. anymore. Yeah. You have an armistice. Uh, you don't hear anymore about this, but there was supposed to be a big offensive where Russia was going to lose all this terror. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. New York Times was getting its readership ready for the huge breakthrough in Ukraine. Yep. Not even close. So years and years of this. That's, that's what's coming our way. Unless someone stops it. If you own a firearm, you know the value of keeping your skills sharp and your aim intact. How you do that just got a whole lot easier. Make an investment in a home training system that operates without any ammo. It's called Mantis X, and it's a firearms training system that is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your firearm like a weapon light, and then that attaches the a Mantis X app on your phone. Uh, from there, you can see your training and your results in real time. The Mantis X gives you data-driven, Real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. You're going to see near-immediate improvement in your own scores, and it only gets better. The Mantis X is a must-have for every gun owner. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's M-A-N-T-I-S-X.com. Welcome back in, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Buck, I want to talk uh, about a story that hasn't gotten very much media attention but I think would have gotten way more attention if 
any other aspect of this head if you flip around the details. Um this is a uh and I want to make sure I get the guy's name right because uh the victim here is incredibly important. Um this is a 64 in in Clark County, which is the Las Vegas area. A uh 64-year-old uh dad, Andreas Rene Probst. Um he's a former police chief from uh uh California who now is living in Las Vegas. He was on a bicycle on the side of the road and two teenagers stole a car, 17-year-old driver, both minorities, recorded on video themselves intentionally running over this bicyclist, killing him. Uh... The two teenagers, I believe, have now both been arrested. They're going to be prosecuted as adults. They face murder charges for the hit and run. Um, the story has gotten almost no attention. It's awful. It's graphic. Some of you may well have seen this video. You can legitimately watch as they are in this stolen car and make the intentional decision to swerve and hit this bicyclist. The media power, in general, is to decide which stories to cover. And if there is a minority victim and a white person is in any way involved in it, it is immediately the number one story in America. Buck, if two white kids had intentionally driven over a black bicyclist, how much attention do you think that story, and there was video of it happening, how much attention to that story do you think it would get? It would be the biggest story in America, and we all know it. And there would be uh, protests. There would probably be riots. Um, there would be Democrats that were uh, claiming that it was the result of Donald Trump. And I mean, it, it, this is... Yes. We know exactly Immediately. what you know the, the playbook you know what the roadmap that they would, would be. run is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this is, what, this is what we see in this country. I mean, there's... Uh, you said, I mean, the, the biggest editorial decision is not how you cover, it's what you cover, which is important for everyone to realize. And you can sense that, uh, in a lot of these, uh, in a lot of these stories, also the focus is very easy for them to try to change, to tell a narrative one way or the other. You know what I mean? This is, uh, this is an inst- instance where you're not going to hear anything about the backgrounds of these uh, individuals. You're not going to hear, if, you know, what they put online on social media or whatever. Um, the the media game is rigged in this way, and it's and it's really meant to propagate a a perception. The perception is that uh, what is very common in this country is that there are a lot of um, uh, white people who are to commit violence against black people. But that Racist is, white is, people is, murdering black people is, that is like that, that is the, the narrative that they want to sell. And specifically for Black Lives Matter, it's that racist cops, generally racist white cops, are murdering black people. Um, the the numbers, when you actually look at it, show that this is uh, the the uh, this is the opposite of of reality. It's actually very rare, um, and the alternative is far less rare. As in the alternative, you, you are far more rate. likely a white person to, first of all, most racial crime in, uh, occurs in most Within crime the same occurs race, inside right. the same race. But if you are white, 
you are far more likely to be a victim of a white person, of a black person when it comes to a crime of violence. I think it's like 10 to 1 more likely than you are to be a black person and be victim of a white person. Yet the media has so propagated this false narrative that anytime there is a white person that engages in acts of violence, it's the number one story in America. And Joe Biden gets, you know, hobbles up the Air Force One and gets on the airplane and flies to wherever this scene is and announces. I mean, this is not exaggeration. Merrick Garland, the attorney general, and Joe Biden, the president of the United States, have said that the number one threat in America is racist white supremacist. That, yeah. That's what that's what they try to argue, that this is the most existential threat, that this is the biggest danger that all of us face in America. It's not true at all. Um, and when I see this, I mean, it's on video. It's graphic. It's awful. It's not even getting covered by the New York Times. And remember, they had that story, and I think the New York Times has been somewhat shamed, uh, at least for now, because it's not an election year. But the was it Detroit area, the black kid who got shot at um, and wasn't killed when he knocked on the wrong door? Oh, that's no, I think it was in Texas. And then there was the woman, the uh, young uh, white woman in New woman York, in New I York, think. And she was killed. shot and killed for knocking on a door in the same weekend. Yes. And the... And the the wounded but completely fine, full recovery young black man in Texas being shot for knocking on a uh, shot for knocking on a door um, was a huge national story in the New York Times. And then they realized, oh wait, somebody was actually killed in very similar circumstances, but she was white. I guess they had to cover that too, or I guess we have to cover that too. Was their attitude? Yeah, sorry, it was uh, Kansas City, I believe. Oh, Kansas City, sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but. It is emblematic of the way that these stories are covered. And certainly we offer prayers and condolences to that family. I can't even imagine what it's like to, for there to be a video of your father being intentionally murdered by someone who is driving in a car and decides that they're going to intentionally run over his bicycle and to have his life end at that moment, especially a guy who I think all the stories reflect wanted to spend the rest of uh, of his life. He was looking forward to... uh uh spending the rest of his life in uh in, in being a grandfather and and continuing in his retirement. And I mean this is a public execution. And almost nobody's talking about it. Well it just goes to you know the, the people that make these decisions in newsrooms as well, I think that they um they take the attitude look, there's something that happens frequently in New York City. Um and and it would happen on New York one, it would happen on local news all the time. Where they would say, even in a case of, of public safety that is still at risk, meaning, you know, somebody tried to, you know, uh, violently attack and sexually assault a woman in a park, you know, in, in, a, in a city park. And they would give it, they would put on the screen a, you know, a, a, a not a photo, but you know what I mean? A, um, a composite, like a drawing yeah. of the individual based on the, the victim's recollection. And they would always describe it as basically male, 5'8 to 5'10, 180 pounds, wearing a sweatshirt, right? That was generally what – but you'd look at the photo, you'd say, I think they actually know more in this instance than they're, than they're letting on. Like, I think they're not telling us the full description of the suspect. And there are a lot of people in newsrooms who would tell you that – and there have been movements about this, by the way, like don't share mugshots in San Francisco – because they are trying to control perception. They don't want a certain perception to get out there. And they're open about that. 
And so that influences certainly news coverage. And it influences uh, even the way that laws, I mean, things like wh- whether mugshots will be distributed or not. These are things that we see going on constantly. And, you know, you're not supposed to notice. That's You're just not supposed to notice the way these news entities are conducting their business on this stuff. And if you're interested in this, Google it. Google this guy, Las Vegas, bicyclist, being murdered. Read the articles about it. Almost none of them mention the race of the perpetrators. Don't even mention it. And then ask yourself, wait a minute, what, how, how quickly the first paragraph would be two white teenagers ran over a black cyclist? Or, or, or it could be Asian. It could be, if it was anyone who was non-white, the white, you know, the fact that the attackers are white and would there's the any number kind one of a racial, story. Yeah. racial, dis, you know, racial difference makes it a massive national news story. I mean, you know, and the perfect example of this is obviously something like Jesse Smollett, where, I mean, the whole thing was a lie, but the fact that that turned into, remember, Kamala Harris weighed in on that publicly. Yes. About how how the real perpetrators there need to be brought to justice. It's like, well, Jesse was the perpetrator. So, anyway. I just think it's it's worth, go look it up and ask yourself, how honest is the media in the way that they cover these stories? Again, it's on video, and you can go look the video up yourself if you want to. It's awful. It's a public execution. I bet a lot of you are hearing about it for the first time and had no idea that it occurred. Yeah, it's awful. Uh, again, the power is in the way that they cover to choose to cover stories. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel of the Towers Foundation committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home, leaves behind a young family, Tunnel of Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their smart home program, severely injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home specially adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel of Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They're helping more than 2,000 this year because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel of the Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Download and use the new Clay and Buck app. Listen to the program live. Catch up on any part of the show you might have missed. Find every podcast as they're released and listen. Find the Clay and Buck app in your app store and make it part of your day. If you are an accredited investor, U.S. oil and gas should be part of your investment portfolio. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Beyond the possibility to invest in a sector that historically delivers sound returns, when you invest with Labrador Energy, you have access to potential tax benefits and you may be able to structure your investment to offset active or passive income. According to many sources, U.S. oil and gas drilling remains one of the best tax-advantaged income investments available. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. Labrador's core executive team has more than 190 years of combined oil and gas experience and has drilled thousands of oil and gas wells. They're dedicated to mitigating risk while providing accredited investors with sound returns. Visit LabradorEnergy.com. American energy independence is crucial for our national security and future prosperity, and Labrador Energy is leading the charge to make that a reality. Invest in U.S. oil and gas today. Learn more at LabradorEnergy.com. 
Offer for accredited investors only. Past performance is no indication of future results. Investing involves risk. Consult your legal, tax, and financial advisors and read the prospectus before making any investment decisions. Visit LabradorEnergy.com for the prospectus and more information. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Everybody, closing up shop here on Clay and Buck for the day. And uh, we want to make sure you are please subscribing to the Clay and Buck podcast. Uh, ways you can do that. There are great ways you can do that. Best one is to go to the iHeartRadio app, download it, and then you can use that to listen to Clay and Buck, as well as a whole bunch of other stations and fun things you can listen to on the podcast, uh, on the uh, player, the iHeartRadio app. So do check that one out. And Clay, just as a, as a side note, maybe we can get to some of our VIPs here and some of our calls. Um, but, uh, it was National Cheeseburger Day earlier this week. Oh, that's, and I'm I hungry. That's just great. And, and I didn't get to put you on the spot for what, my friend, is the best cheeseburger you can get at a, you know, some kind of a chain in America. Oh. Oh man, this is a tough one. So, I would probably go with five. Man, five guys. I might go five guys. Solid. I might go. I might go steak. Uh, uh, Shake Shack. Also incredible. I might go Shake Shack. I would go those two probably as my top two, and then I'd probably go In and Out if I had to go gold, silver, bronze. What about you? I go, uh, I go in and out, shake shack, and then five guys, I think would be my, I'd go So the that, same, that the order. same, I a mean, different order, but the same trio. Yes. And I, I think those, it's very tough to, some people there's, um, what's one that, uh, what, what, Whataburger? Whataburger. Yeah. I, I'm not as I like it okay. That. I'm, 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 I'm fine. Uh, but I, I think you have to go shake shack. I think you have to go five guys and I think you have to go in and out as the trio in my always humble opinion. If you had to rank burgers, and I know people live in different parts of the country, so you might not be able to get those everywhere. My still goat, though, I would, if, if you told me right now you can only have one fast food restaurant for the rest of your life, what would your choice be? Uh, well, I can't eat a lot of fast food because of the celiac <laughs> disease, so I probably would say, uh, Shake Shack. I would go Chick-fil-A, and it would be an immediate instantaneous. Yeah. I, I would go Chick-fil-A for the rest of my life. Our team has also informed me, I, I was unaware of this. Apparently now there's like a national everything, like every food gets its own day, and it's National Pepperoni Pizza Day. Okay. Which, I, pepperoni is the most common and popular topping on pizza, which is interesting. Like, I, I don't think that you'd, 
you know, you necessarily would have would have gone right to that, but makes sense. I think, well, I would go immediately to it because every kid's pizza party that I have been to and or held, I've got a 15, a 13, and a 9-year-old. So trust me, three boys. I've had a lot of pizza parties over the last 15 years. Every single one of them, almost exclusively, cheese and pepperoni is it. Like, if you go to a kid's party and you could have ordered 10 pizzas, five of them are going to be pepperoni, five of them are going to be cheese, almost without fault. So I didn't know it was National Pepperoni Pizza Day, but that is, uh, that's, that's another, uh, I, I, you can tell, by the way, one of the challenges of this time frame, especially central time zone, is we're right on the lunch period. So all of this is just, I, I'm, I'm ready to eat. Like I'm ready to go downstairs and dive into, uh, dive into my meal. Uh, but I bet there's a lot of people out there listening to us all over the country now that are either on their lunch break or they're preparing for it. And, uh, and now we've probably sold a bunch of hamburgers and probably pizza too. Um, yeah, I, I think that's, that's a very good. T- are our calls all still up team? Do we have these up still? Okay. Uh, let's do, um, Maryland and wait, Mar- Maryland in Smithtown, New York. Is that right? Hi guys, just curious to get your opinion on the end game and uh, of the media and the liberal left that's controlling the narrative. And what I mean by end game is, you know, ignoring the, the Biden dementia, the VP gigglepuss, um, and the border crisis. And eventually, isn't it going to like affect their families, affect their lives? Like they're paying the same thing that I'm paying for oil. It isn't great. So what is the end game to denying what's really happening? I'm just curious what you guys think. Here, Clay, you go first. I got one on this too. Go ahead. Uh, my, it's a great question. My theory is, and this is the sports analogy of life, they've decided what team they're on, and all of the consequences of being on that team don't matter because in order to acknowledge that they're wrong, they'll have to admit that the other side was right. It's not about admitting that you're wrong. It's about admitting that the other side was right. And so – even though they're failing. I mean, is there, it's a good question for everybody out there listening. Can you point to a red governed state or city that is an unmitigated disaster because of Republican policies? I can't, I can't think of one. Just, I mean, the people out there, you can think, you can, uh, we'll talk about, it. I think it's an interesting question. Chicago, LA, DC, mm-hmm. Philly, New York, there's no opposition party. All of them are failing on an epic level. And I, I think that the people that are making these policy decisions or that are pushing for these ideas, um, they always assume that it really won't affect them, and it generally doesn't, and it takes a long enough time that they're willing to have others pay the price for their uh, lack of judgment or their you know, self-obsessed approach to everything. You know, It's a little bit like uh, the, the Thatcher line, right? Promise socialism is eventually run out where you run out of other people's money. The problem with Democrats in charge is eventually it's in their backyard too. And eventually yeah. it's the, you know, whether it's crime or it's the migrant crisis in New York or whatever, but they, they run on emotion. So they don't look at what has happened and what has worked in the past. What's most important to the Democrat mindset is, is what I will support. And that's why the idea of a lot of people out there listening to us right now who live in those red states, who live in those red cities, who are very happy with the governance there, super concerned that all the people moving into their states are the equivalent of locusts. 
They're fleeing from areas that have been destroyed by left-wing politics, and they're worried that they're going to bring that to the red states and the red cities. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.